We're on a mission from God. And now, something completely different. Good morning, I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in picturesque South St. Louis. And I'm Pastor Jolly John Lekumski from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in New Athens, Illinois, and Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt, Illinois, and I guess we're picturesque too. <laughs> I just don't know what to say. You've got that picturesque thing. I don't know what to say. It's beautiful yeah. on the banks of the Kaskaskia, uh, especially this time of year. It's springtime. The uh, redbud trees are blooming. The, jumping, the Asian carp are yeah, Japanese carp. Yeah, I don't know if it's picturesque <laughs> or not. Uh, but it's a nice place to live. I'll grant that. Yeah, so. yeah. D- does Trinity ever get upset that you always say St. Paul first? You ever uh, think about well, no, actually, think about switching it up? Sometimes I do say Trinity first. You just don't. Pay oh, really? Attention. Whoa. Yeah. The last couple of weeks, I've been it's actually, actually, I usually say Trinity first because that's the first church I go to in the morning. Okay. So that usually comes first in my mind. So I thought I needed to say St. Paul. You know. Yeah. Okay. All okay. right. Well, All good. Right. Well, see, I, I, I just. Don't pay attention to your intro, I guess. <laughs> I know. I have to wake him up. You, you should say, it's Matt, time. Matt, it's time. Yeah. Oh, Matt, poke me with the stick, John. Okay. So, um, I'll follow up on our, our thing from last week from Bacon real quick, too. Well, good. I, I'm sure our um, listeners are hoping. Well, because I'm thinking, you know, not only for health reasons, because <laughs> as we said, Bacon has never been recalled. You never hear about people coming down. You are down safe with Bacon. With, with uh, any kind of serious illness from Bacon. Mm. Um, but, you know, I think spiritually speaking, we should be eating bacon. <laughs> Wait a second. Well, Paul says, doesn't he? Does he talk about the Old Testament laws? Okay, he says, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the Sabbath, the new moon, uh, what's the other things he talks sure, about? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, he says, these are only a shadow of things to come. Uh, you know, the substance is Christ. Well, of course, one of the laws was you couldn't eat bacon. And so I think as Christians, we really should to show our freedom that we have in Christ. So it's our duty, our Christian duty. It's a matter of confession. It's a matter of confession. Bacon, pork chops, pork steaks, ribs, pork products of all sorts. Yeah, sausage. Sausage would be good too. Pork sausage. Yeah. Spam? Spam? Is that is that made of pork? Made pork? What, what's spam know. made of? I have no idea. I I, no one knows. <laughs> That's the great mystery of spam. So um so anyway, I'm just giving people more reasons as we chocolate. Approach. Do you have any do you have any theological spiritual reasons for eating chocolate? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. But just for its good. We'll get to work on that. Right. God wants us to eat good things. Things that make us happy. Drink a little wine, he says. It gladdens the heart. I'm sure he would have said the same thing about eat chocolate, a little chocolate if he'd known. <laughs> So, all right, just get people ready to get, you know, because Lent's coming up, it's almost over, and so we're going to, as soon as Lent's over, we can start eating all our chocolate and bacon and there all that go. stuff. There you go. Get ready for it, folks. It aside. Me, on the other end, I haven't had a bite of kale for the last five weeks. <laughs> you, give up, you gave up kale for Lent? That was so, <laughs> no, sure, I it's just quite the eat, sacrifice no, in your I life, I just don't John. eat kale, oh. period. <laughs> That's what we figured. <laughs> uh, what did you want to do? Oh, what boy. did you want to do? All right, now, there's yeah. no time for foolishness. Well, I thought we could uh, go back to the Old Testament. We uh, A couple weeks ago, we were talking about that guy Moses, right? Yeah. And Moses comes up quite a bit. I mean, in, in the Old Testament, obviously. But even in the New Testament, we oh, see him yeah. a couple times, like yeah. the Mount of Transfiguration. Um, 
so it was an important figure. So I want to look at Moses' life, but the, the most important event, perhaps, in Moses' life, and arguably the most important event in the Old Testament. And, 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 and no, I, I don't want to steal your thunder. Did, did you want to talk about the Easter connection here, or will that be in the presentation? Well, no, let's go and talk about it. So okay. as you mentioned, we are in that season of Lent right now, and so Christians around the world, this time of repentance, this time of turning from sin to our Savior, uh, this time of, of reflection, and, and you know, some people maybe giving something up and things along those lines. But then Lent comes into Holy Week, Palm Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and then, of course, Easter Sunday. Yep. But there's also a one day we don't want to forget. Sometimes it's called Holy Saturday, that day right before Easter Sunday. And I know you're... It works out that way, doesn't it? It does work a out Saturday, that Saturday every right year. before the yeah, Sunday. Um, Isn't it amazing? <laughs> it's amazing. So some churches choose to have an extra service there. Cram one more in. Do you? Do you the, have an extra the, service? No, we don't, but you do. Oh, we you do. do. You should have we, one. We should. We should. We get together and have bacon. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> the bacon yeah, bacon service. pizza. <laughs> chocolate covered bacon. We chocolate covered oh, bacon. We're going to cover all our bases oh, in one yeah. tasty treat. There you go. All right. So the extra service. That's not yeah. really an extra service, but it's no. it's a service of Holy Week. Well, honest to God, we have Saturday service every year. Yeah, so, so it's everything different, right? Vigil, so it's the, the Easter Vigil. So it's kind of this this cool service where, you know, Good Friday, you start in light and you kind of go into darkness. Yeah. You know, those tenebrae yeah. services and you're putting out the candles and reading the words of Christ from the cross. So many churches do that. Uh, Saturday, it's kind of the opposite. You're starting in darkness and, and really it, it's the light grows in anticipation of, of Easter Sunday and the resurrection. And during that service, you have all these readings, and it can get pretty lengthy if you, yes, if you choose to read all these readings. But there's all these, and many of them are, are these acts of deliverance from God, of his people, and many of them from the Old Testament. Yes. How God has delivered his people, brought them out of death to life. And this example we're about to look at, out of slavery to freedom. And uh, this exodus, and specifically that march through the Red Sea on dry land, that's, boy, that is a beautiful depiction of God's salvation and freedom that he gives to the people of Israel and that he gives to his people today as well. So, beautiful picture. So, it's, it's worth looking at. So, if you're going to an Easter vigil service, this is kind of your, your prep time for that. You can listen to this account and be ready for that. If you're not going to an Easter vigil service, well, then drive over to New Athens yeah, come on and over get yourself place. to one. Uh, but regardless, um, this is just a, a beautiful account that whatever our, our worship is going to look like that Holy Week, um, as we anticipate Easter, every single one of us, uh, this is a beautiful account to get us ready for that that celebration of that ultimate act of deliverance the cross and then the empty tomb. And, and you know, it's, it's really kind of cool because we actually had this uh, a few weeks ago. So you got Moses and Jesus and Elijah hanging out on the mountain there, yeah. uh, get, getting ready, getting ready for him to go and do the whole Holy Week Easter stuff. And what are they talking about? They're talking about Jesus. Jesus Exodus. Exodus. Yeah. 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 Isn't that yeah. neat? So the Bible even draws that connection between yes. what we're about to hear and what Jesus is about to do. All right, so let let's get to it here because okay. I think we we can have we, we can prep ourselves for the Easter celebration and Easter vigil, but I think there's some other lessons to be learned okay. here too in this account. So uh, we'll, we'll look at that as we go. So why don't we read Exodus chapter 14? Let's pick up verses uh, one and two. Then the Lord said to Moses, "Tell the people of Israel to turn back and encamp." Uh, in front of what? <laughs> Boy, I'm glad you're reading these, John. <laughs> yeah. 
Pie Ha Troth. Is that right? Hi, hi, hi. Yeah, Whatever. perfect, John. Perfect. You know what it is between Migdol. You know what I'm talking about. I between know Migdol and about. the sea. That's why that's in there because no one knew what he was talking about. Between <laughs> Migdol and the sea, in front of Bale Zaphon, you rat, making me read this. You shall encamp facing it by the sea. For, All right. When we yeah, no, that's great. That's that great. is enough. Oh, well yeah. done. So, thank you. But this is it's significant here. Um, I guess so. The Lord says to Moses, tell the people, okay, so he's talking about the Israelites that just came out of slavery, these, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people coming out of slavery, yeah. and now they've come to the Red Sea, and what does God tell them to do? He tells them to... Camp. And before Set that, what camp. does he tell them to oh, do? I don't know. Turn back. Turn, Turn back. Turn back? What? Yeah. You exactly. Gotta crazy. You gotta be crazy, God. To turn back, what a terrifying thing. Yeah. To be delivered out of slavery, you're stuck here at the Red Sea, turn back. What are you talking about, God? And here, I mean, they're they're, they're trapped. Their back's against the wall. As we're about to see, Egypt is going to come yeah. after them, right? Um, so what do you do? I think we need to move on. Well, That's what I'm thinking. We don't need to turn back in a camp. I know, I Let's know. Well, let's keep going. Let's keep trucking. Yeah. But, but, but turn back. Turn back and encamp here. Just, just be still. Yeah. Yeah, what's going on here? Um, and I think God is trying to teach the Israelites something and, and trying to teach us something, too. So well, keep that Jesus in mind. I think Jesus says it. Is it just be still? Isn't that in the Bible? So be still and know that I'm Lord? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Psalm 46. So that's okay. how it ends. You know, be still and know that I am God. Okay. And uh, to, to, to be still, to remain calm, right? Yeah. And, and we'll get there. We'll get okay. there. But, but, right. but yeah, you're right. You're on the right track. at this point, but all right. Well, and so are the Israelites. Yeah. They were a lot anxious at this point. Um, to turn back, you know, so their their back is against the sea here. What's going to happen? So let let's keep reading. It goes. It kind of goes from bad to worse. Well, so, that's what I was going to say. This is ridiculous. Why Why would we be? Oh, because I. Uh, for Pharaoh will say of the people of Israel, they are wandering in the land. But wait, wait, where? Yeah. <laughs> okay. First, uh, yeah. Good. You're right. You're right. <laughs> It's my eyes this episode. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Sorry, John. I, I just assumed that you weren't seeing. You didn't have your large print with you this time. For Pharaoh shall say to the people of Israel, they are wandering in the land. The wilderness has shut them in. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will pursue them. And I will get glory over Pharaoh and all his hosts. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. And they did so. Now, wait a second. So yeah. not only are they, they turned around, not only is the, the sea there in their yeah. path, but now God says that he's, who's going to harden Pharaoh's heart? God, God is, is, right? That's right. Okay, so God is even in charge of the, the most powerful guy on the face of the earth, yeah. Pharaoh, to pursue them. Well, why in the world is God going to do that? I mean, didn't he just deliver them from slavery? Well, Why said, is he going to cause said, Pharaoh to pursue he them? He said, I will get glory over Pharaoh, and the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. Yeah. So apparently it's a faith thing. Yeah. Um, but it seems like there could have been a better way to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take that up with the Lord. <laughs> but yeah, if you're an Israelite, that's what you're thinking. That's of exactly right. That's what I'm the thinking. Lord, isn't there a better way to do this? Yeah. Um, but the, the, the Israelites, though, do they know that this is God's plan? Well, no, apparently not. No, they're no, just no. they're just turned around and they just know that they're trapped. Um, but the purpose is so that who will get glory? God, God. will get glory yeah. over Pharaoh and his hosts. That Egypt will know that I'm the Lord. The Egyptians yeah. will know that I'm the Lord. So he has concern for Israel. Obviously, he's yeah. delivered them out of Egypt. But here it seems like he even has concerns for the Egyptians, Egyptians too. And we're not yeah. just talking Pharaoh and his army, but even the Egyptians back home in Egypt. 
Right. Well, I think, yeah, because it does say the Egyptians, because actually Pharaoh and his army. <laughs> well, you know what happens to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert, it does not turn out well. But but for the rest of the Egyptians, yeah, yeah. that they would learn yeah. something. And, and, yes, exactly. And I think that we have a glimpse here, too, of how God's going to accomplish that. It's not so Moses gets glory. It's not so no. the Israelites get glory. It's so that, that God gets yeah. glory. So in order for the God to get glory, it has to be made obvious to Israel and to the Egyptians that Moses and Israel really have absolutely nothing to do with what's about to happen, right? The glory all belongs to God. In fact, just the opposite. Israel is helpless. He's got, he's kind of hung up on that, isn't he? Because <laughs> I see him doing that in my life all the time. Like somehow it has to be, God has to be the one that's solving all my problems. Yeah. 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 Well, that's exactly it. So yeah. when your back's up against a wall like this, what? else is left to do but trust in the yeah. lord right yeah. and i think that's the lesson be to be learned here know that i am the yeah. lord what yeah. else is there to do but just trust in the lord everything else is stripped away you know, israel doesn't have weapons here they're not ready to fight or anything there's you know people of all ages old men women children everyone and and, and they're trapped and all that's left to do is just trust in the lord and I, I think that's so true for them and for our lives too well think of you know all those examples daniel in the lion's yep. den yeah. what is he going to do with a bunch of hungry lions well he can't do anything nope. Nope. you know shadrach meshach and abednego in the fiery furnace what are, what are they going to do to get themselves out of that they can't do anything they're helpless they get thrown in um you know at job what was that poor guy gonna do oh he's, goodness, he's helpless yeah. he's stripped of everything so for all these people that we see in the old testament again and again and again and again all the the, the things of this world are just stripped away it's obvious that they're just powerless all that's left to do is trust in the lord that's all you can do now that's true for all of us all the time yes, right yes, it is right yeah. but Israel and these other examples, they see it. They realize it because everything else is gone. And, and you know, see, that's the problem. That's actually true every day of our lives. Exa whether we realize yeah. it or not. Yes. Yep. You get up in the morning, the sun's shining. That's yep. entirely the work of God. You had nothing to do with that, you know, but we don't realize it. So then you're right. Maybe God puts us in some positions so we might know that. No, he's really always been in control. Yep. And that's the, really, seriously, that's the best thing. Because things always get messed up when I'm in control. As has been witnessed on this show any number of times. <laughs> and and I think of, uh, it's not just isolated to the Old Testament, and it's not just today, it's always. The New yeah. Testament, the Apostle Paul, you know, his thorn in his flesh, and God's word to him, my grace is sufficient for you, my power is made perfect in weakness. Yeah, it's only, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, it takes us being, you know, in the mm. hospital bed, yeah. or, or even on the deathbed, before we realize and start to see... You Boy, know, I need to trust you know, in the Lord. There's nothing I can do here. You got a 66 year old guy here, so maybe lay off the deathbed <laughs> talk, okay? <laughs> You're hitting a little too close to home. Sorry, now. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm young blood, not thinking about death too much. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I understand. That's right. <laughs> All uh, right. Yeah, well, sure. hopefully that's not for many years. Jack. I hope not either. Okay. So, yeah. well, let's uh, let's keep going here. So, uh, why don't we pick up with verse five? Right. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, the mind of Pharaoh and his servants was changed toward the people. And they said, what is this we have done that we have let Israel go from serving us? So he made ready his chariot and took his army with him and took 600 chosen chariots and all the other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. 
And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued the people of Israel while the people of Israel were going out defiantly. The Egyptians pursued them, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and his horsemen and his army, and overtook them and camped at the sea by that town that's in front of Baal Zephon. Okay. All right. So I mean, by the it, way, we don't know what that place is. We don't know where it's at. I don't know why we even bother to have to say that name. That pie, ha ha. And why it is. does Moses keep repeating it again yeah. and again? Come on, Moses. Yeah. Uh, so again, things just keep seem from the perspective of Israel. Things are going from bad to worse yeah. once again. And it's all God's fault. That's the troublesome yeah. thing. God hardened Pharaoh's yeah. heart. Right? He's chasing after them. Six hundred chariots. I mean, these. Can you imagine six hundred yeah, chariots yeah, bearing down on you? Yeah. Plus others. That's his choice. Yeah, chariots, that's just the right? best ones. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, all of this taking place, and you know, Israel is is here, and it, it looks hopeless, and uh, it looks like they're they're just at a dead end. Things are yeah. going from bad to worse. Uh, but then you know, you think of well, you think of our lives, but then you also I think of of Jesus' life oh, yeah. too, right? Yeah, how things just seem to go from bad to worse. Uh, you think about how he's uh, arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane, how he's abandoned by his disciples, how kissed, he's kissed, betrayed by a kiss, betrayed with Judas. a kiss by one of the own, one of the people that he even yeah, called to follow him, right? Uh, the the beatings, the uh, the mockings, the, uh, the 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 Jews saying his blood be on us and on our children, and the, finally the the sentence of crucifixion. I mean, going from bad to worse, right? Uh, but yet. Uh, in the case of Jesus, all of that is part of that act of deliverance, yep. right? Yeah. Um, and here, too, this going from bad to worse, it's, it's all part of God's act of deliverance uh, of the people of Israel. So we see these parallels here, too. God at work. And from our perspective, it's like, God, what is going on here? <laughs> right? That's right. But, but from that heavenly perspective, no, God, God knows what he's doing. He's the one in control. And all we can do... Just trust in him. And, you know, it's interesting, but that Jesus is in the same spot, right? Because mm-hmm. the Bible teaches that God raised him from the dead. So he literally can do nothing except hang on the cross and just trust that the Father will do what the Father will do. Yeah. You know? Yeah, at that point, Jesus, you know, puts aside uh, all those his his uh, you know all those things that we call the, the, the state of exaltation, yeah. puts those things yeah. aside, humbles himself, again, allows himself to die and and with with the tension of my god my god why hast thou forsaken yeah. me yeah so even wrestling with the same kind of feeling that we have sometimes well maybe god isn't in control or if he mm-hmm. is maybe he doesn't care about me yeah yeah, yeah. and that's probably what israel's thinking right now yeah. is 600 yeah. plus chariots are bearing down on him yeah so what it is it god again you brought us out in the wilderness to kill us was that the plan was that the problem? oh well you now you really sound like an israelite yeah so let, yeah. why don't we read verses okay. 10 through at uh, 10 through 12 When Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they feared greatly. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us in bringing us out of Egypt? Is not this what we said to you in Egypt? Leave us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. Yeah. So the, the there's panic ensues, yeah. right, among yeah. the Israelites. And as they're they're hemmed in between the sea, between Pharaoh's army, they see two options. And what are the two options? Death. Death, okay, in in there in the wilderness. Yeah. Or number two. Go back to be slaves go back, again. Go back to be slaves yeah. again. And then die a slave in Egypt. 
Yeah. In their minds, those are the only two options. They know they're helpless in and of themselves. That's it. Yeah. But there's there's option number three, too. That, there, there's a third there's option? There's a third option. And Moses is going to share that with the people in verses oh, okay. 13 and 14. And Moses said to the people, fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. Yeah. yeah. Option number three <laughs> is just stand there. Yeah. Yeah. Again. Be silent. Stay where you're at. Be still. And be know still. that I'm the Lord. Yeah. Fear not. Yeah. Remain calm. That's yeah. option number three. Yeah. And just let God fight for you. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, and in the end, as we know this account, right, that's what the people do. And they, they stand firm, remain calm, as, as calm as they can be at least. And they trust in the Lord. You know, that that's all you can do at that point, right? Uh, and God delivers them in that mightiest of acts of deliverance in the Old Testament as he, of course, parts the sea, the people cross on dry land, right? Um, stay calm. Stay calm. You know, I think, uh, you know, that him be still my soul, be still my soul. The Lord is on your side. If God is on your side, stay calm. Trust in him. The Lord, the Lord is going to fight for you. Um, now I, I think the Israelites they probably have all these questions going through. Well, what if? What if? What if? <laughs> what if that doesn't work? What if? What if those chariots right. do break through? Yeah. What, what, yeah. What, what if? You know, what if we do die out here? And I think that's in our lives too. That you know, God says, "Remain calm," like you said, John. Be still. Know that I am God. But then all those questions. Well, well but what if? Yeah. You know, I really do become sick. Or what if? You know, what if I lose that job? Or what if there's there's just something I I, I can't handle myself. And that's kind of the point. We can't handle ourselves. <laughs> you know, we, we stay calm, be still, and trust in the Lord. And, you know, the neat thing is, is, is that actually what happens, because sometimes things will get worse. And honestly, as a 66-year-old, these are real concerns for mine that I wasn't concerned about when I was uh, almost 40. Uh, uh, and, and, but actually, then the greater, the greater salvation comes at that point, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you realize, oh, you're actually going to do something far bigger and more wonderful for me than what I have ever would have imagined or even dreamt. Because then, of course, you're going to bring me salvation and eternal life and, and resurrection from the body, which, again, are things that I never would have thought of. It yep. would have never crossed my mind as a possible solution. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. God is in complete control of, of our individual lives, yeah. no matter what age, right? But even as we, we uh, you know, eternity and uh, our heavenly home, but but even here, God is in control. Now, the, the, the Israelites don't fully realize it. The Egyptians certainly don't. Yeah. But yet, God is in control of the whole thing. And, you know, as you look through the Old Testament, New Testament too, God never loses. <laughs> Does yeah, he? Yeah. <laughs> Never lost one no, battle, did he? No, that's right. Um, and, and and that's the case here, too. If the Lord is fighting for you, you're going to win because he's the Lord. And, and and what I think is cool is he's fighting for them even though they have been frightened, even yeah. though they have questioned, even yep. though they've said things they probably shouldn't have said yep. about whether it'd be better to be back in Egypt, which, of course, of course, it's not better to be back in Egypt. Yeah. And yet God still is, is faithful to them. Yeah. Yeah, God's faithfulness, his love for the Israelites isn't dependent upon how much they love God or, yeah. or how strong no. of a trust they have in God. No, he, he loves them. He's going to deliver them because he's promised it. And because he loves them. Why? I don't know. Just because he does. Um, and that's a beautiful <laughs> thing. 
think for Same us. Same with too. us. Why does he love us? I, I have don't know. no idea. Especially I just know us he does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he does, and he keeps his promises. So uh, this act of deliverance here uh, that you know we see in the Old Testament, but certainly, boy, we're going to see in even a more powerful way uh, come Good Friday and Easter yeah, Sunday. Yeah, that's right. You ain't seen nothing yet until you get to Jesus and the resurrection and all that. So, well, all right. Thank you for joining us. Uh, God's blessings as we get to our final preparations. This has been Wrestling Wrestling with with the the basics. Basics.